Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I'm excited that you're with us this morning, yet once again, we've got a dynamic show for your listening pleasure, for your thrive-minded listening pleasure. We've got fantastic activities today happening, guys. We've got three amazing guests that are going to be with us today. We're going to dive into that shortly, but I want you to know that if you're visiting our show for the first time, let me thank you for being here, for listening for visiting us for the very first time. I think you're going to find a lot of value in our show. And if you are a returning listener, let me thank you for keep... uh for your ongoing support of this show, our audience continues to grow and grow. And we love it. We're not only here locally in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but our, our show was heard nationally and internationally as well. So we love to know that we have listeners that are tuning in every single Sunday for their hour of Thrive Time on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. By the way, if you've not had a chance to check out our prior archives, make sure you hop on over to my radio show site, thejmamietalkshow.com. Go find the archives, and you will have yourself the ability to binge here all of our prior episodes. They're awesome. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary, so you've got 47 prior episodes uh, to dive into and and get immersed into the content of our listening, of our uh, listeners, their call-ins, our guest speakers, our business spotlights, our author spotlights, and all the fantastic individuals that have been part of our show. And while you're at it, hop on over to my regular website, the J Mamie Talk Show. I'm sorry, the J Mamie.com. Look, I got so excited, I got confused. The J Mamie.com. By the way, you'll find that I've just launched my brand new book, Thrivology. It's already climbing the charts. Order your copy. Thrivology is being called the modern day stoic writing, and I love that. You'll also find all of my blogs and videos and a whole bunch of good stuff that we have going on there. And by the way, if you are local here in Dallas, I want you to know that coming up on July 16th, we've got the Thrive Sales Mastery Course happening in Aubrey, Texas. You'll find that information on my website as well. And if you're new to North Texas, I've put together something called the New to North Texas Summer Social. You'll find that also on my website, thejmamie.com. Make sure that you follow me on all my channels, all of my handles, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, The J Mamie. I keep it simple. You know, today's show, I might as well call it running on beast mode. If I were going to call today's show or give it a theme, as I do often to many of my other episodes, I I want to call this one running on beast mode because that's exactly what my three incredible guests run on daily. They run on beast mode. We're going to hear in a little while from Kaylee Ocampo. She's the host of Coffee with Kaylee on the Country Network. She's also the owner and the founder of Love You, Mean It coffee and lifestyle company she's got a great story she's going to be with us a little bit later on in the show as our business spotlight and now we're going to have a returning guest patrick fitzgibbons he's the host of the brand new hit podcast called mindset evolution patrick is the host of the hit podcast criminal justice evolution but he's launching something brand new and he's on the show to talk about his new podcast mindset evolution But our first guest today is quite the powerhouse who lives in beast mode all day long. Chris Tuff is not only the author of the best-selling book, The Millennial Whisper, but also the soon-to-be-released Save Your Asks. 
I love that. Save your ask. He is one of the most connected millennials in the world of business. And quite frankly, he's been seen on numerous talk shows, featured in numerous publications. He's a keynote speaker to boot. Chris is just an awesome guy with a great message and a great story. And we're thankful to have him on the show. Chris, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome, brother. Hey, Chris, we've got a lot to unravel here, and we're going to pound. We're going to certainly pack ten pounds of groceries in a two-pound bag. But I want to start off by you sharing with us a little bit about your journey. Lots of people know who you are, but my audience is national, international, and some of them don't know yet. Chris Tuff. That's why you're sure. on the show here. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, uh, I usually I start my story with. Graduated from Vanderbilt University, and uh, I had 64 failed job interviews before (laughs) I got my first job. And it's interesting because I I talk about that was important for me because it was through the process of those 64 failed job interviews that I finally ended up getting an interview with something that I was a little bit passionate about, which was was at the time right as the Internet – uh, was kind of coming back with marketing. And I interviewed at a digital marketing firm with the 13th employee there. And over the next five years, I made very lateral moves. So I started as an account coordinator, and I didn't really like that. And then I was one of the worst creative copywriters in advertising history. And then I finally fell into this world of social media right as it was coming up in 2006. And I ended up sitting across from this young man, Mark Zuckerberg, helping him with his first digital products as he was moving on from colleges to the general public. And it was obviously in that time, people will be like, ask me, hey, so what was it like to meet Mark Zuckerberg? And we had dinner together. He literally did not say a word during Mm. that dinner. But it was around, I, I kind of grew because of that into one of the first marketers to really you know, pioneer social media. And so from there, I, uh, that, that became my thing. I had one of the first viral videos uh, ever in, in 2006 where 7 million people saw my engagement. This was before YouTube. Wow. And, uh, and that was to prove to our clients that viral videos are, are, are real. And it was, that's when I got my first kind of social media, quote unquote, department, and, and the rest was really history from then over the kind of next 10 years. I really rode that wave to become a partner uh, where I'm still in a, uh, a partner, uh, 22 Squared. And I helped us really get into this new world of digital and social media. And, and it's interesting during that whole time, I was always surrounded by people that were younger than myself. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of lead into what was the catalyst for the next stage but after 10 years I, I looked around me around me and I found I was a little bit unfulfilled I was a lot of bit unfulfilled I'd hit rock bottom I was drinking too much I was flying all over the world uh, hobnobbing with the who's who and there was something empty in myself and so I took a, a month off and we can talk a little bit more about what that was like but in that time I changed a handful of things. And and one was I stopped drinking. Um, Two, I doubled down on my family and my two daughters and wife. And then three, I changed my metric of success from beating my brothers in the game of life to my metric of success would be deemed on a daily basis when my head hit the pillow, whether or not I had an impact that day. Mm -hmm. And, and, 
And it was really in that moment that everything began to change. And so I took the house right down to the foundation and began to rebuild it. And it was about six months into this rebuilding that I was on this executive retreat with 14 guys, average age being 45 years old. And I introduced myself when it came time to introduce myself. I was like, I don't know what I am anymore. I'm no longer really the digital and social guy, but I've kind of become the millennial whisperer. And the guy leading the retreat, uh, after I kind of shared my story, he kicked me by the fire and he goes, you better write that book. I'm like, hmm. what book? He goes, the millennial whisperer. And, and that was where the seed was kind of planted. And I did a four-month sprint writing the millennial whisperer, took it to market, and then the rest was kind of history. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about what that looked like. But, yeah, that's kind of the journey. You know, it's interesting. You took four months to write the book. And I've heard you say in other interviews that in hindsight you probably would have uh, given yourself a little bit more time because it was a whirlwind, right? I mean, here you go from no book to a book in four months, and then you started to promote the book. And, I mean, you were all over the place. Um, how was that experience to go from not not writing anything to being called upon to talk about this book that was changing the lives of others? So I talk about it in the realm of currencies. And in my new book, which we'll talk about later, um, Sager asks, it's important that we all look at what is that thing that you're offering the world that you're getting paid for that is your currency. And to evolve your currency is a very difficult thing. But what I've found is that one of the most efficient ways of evolving your currency is you write a book. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you publish a book, you become an expert on that subject matter. And That's right. But so, 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 so to put it in the application, why people sought me out uh, for the first part of my career was I was the digital and social guy. I was the guy that worked with Mark Zuckerberg. Everyone went to me for social media and digital advice. And, and once again, that did no longer aligned to my passions because my passions were to really have an impact with people and, and have impact through people. Uh, my my purpose is to inspire and connect. Mm. And every single person in my realm knows that my that's my purpose because I, I remind everyone at every single turn. And so when I wrote the book, it wasn't right away, but it was really about three or four months after that I looked around. I was like, oh, my gosh, my, my currency is now culture. And, and I found myself on the main stage at Nike and, and other places talking about how we can better inspire um, the next generation, uh, but really orienting around genuine connection. And, and as I look at myself and like deep inside my head and heart, my whole platform is really about the importance of genuine connection. You know, you mentioned something very, very key that I oftentimes speak about on the show when I have guests, when I'm coaching and so on. I always talk to these folks about your story. Your story, and you call the currency, and you're absolutely right. Your story is your greatest currency if you're willing to share it because that yep. can impact the lives of so many. Not oftentimes people say, oh, I don't have a story. Oh, yeah, you've got a story. For every ear, there's a story to hear. And you were able to uh, to put it together in your book and look what's happened since then. In the last couple of minutes of this segment, I want to dive back, uh, dive back into what you mentioned about hitting rock bottom, uh, dealing with alcoholism. You know, a lot of people struggle with that, but not many have the courage to bounce back and do something significant. I always ask people, what threatens you the most if you don't change? So I, wanted to ask, I want to ask you that question. When you were hitting rock bottom, what threatened you the most that forced you to change? So uh, it... it when you hit rock bottom, 
you you have to seek change in your life. And, and one of my platforms is I want to help be a resource for others so they don't have to hit rock bottom. And then to be honest, in retrospect, my rock bottom and, and those around you will say it's actually most people's midpoint, right? Like my rock bottom, I knew that where I was going and I didn't like where it was. And, and I saw in my um, kind of realm of influence those people that had – no ties to alcohol. And I had a jealousy, right? Like I was like, gosh, I was enviable of the fact that they could go out and they didn't have to drink to connect with others. And so as I was kind of looking at my life and I, I, I call it a soup, the, the stock of that soup was my alcohol. There were other pieces that I had to kind of take apart, but the biggest piece that led to my ups and downs and anxiety was really my was the dependence on using alcohol as that crutch to to connect with others and so i was like all right i'm done i'm mm-hmm. taking it out mm-hmm. and and i'm a very all or nothing person i'm either writing a book or i'm not writing a book and if i'm going to write the book it's going to be a national bestseller i either drink or i don't drink and so it was in that moment i was like all right i'm done so i uh i I would suggest as a resource for anyone out there, This Naked Mind by Annie Grace. And it's such a great, uh, and a handful of my friends will reach out to me constantly and say, all right, Chris, I'm finally done with this thing. What do you suggest? And I, and I give them Annie Grace's book. Actually, my friend Burt Weiss from The Burt Show ta- has talked a lot about his journey. I gave him a copy of This Naked Mind, and I, I don't even know how many copies of this naked mind Annie's sold from from how much Bert's talked about it, but it's such a great tool. Listen, I appreciate you sharing that story and uh, and how much it will inspire others. When we come back after the break, I want to dive into something that you speak out often about, which is millennials who seek these champagne uh, champagne moments. I want to talk about that and dive into more of the Millennial Whisper and the next book you've got coming up, and we'll tackle that right after the break. Hey, everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology, action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. Why are so many of our young people lost and not living up to their full potential? As parents, it's difficult for us to watch our children this way, unsure of their future. Opportunities exist for those who prepare to recognize and take advantage of them. Our recent guest, Dr. Alfred Titus, the author of the book, Forward Motion, has empowered people to understand that if you open your eyes and change the mindset of young people and allow them to recognize and take advantage of their full potential, things can change. Please pick up a copy of his book, Forward Motion, The Keys to Progress and Success, available at Amazon.com. Do you like taking your car to a shop for maintenance or repairs? Oh, are you kidding? Exactly. That's why people all over Dallas are using RepairSmith. RepairSmith will do all your car maintenance or repair in your driveway, safely, with no contact. RepairSmith works on my car at home? Anything your car needs. Oil change, battery replacement, or brakes, you name it. From regular maintenance to major repairs, RepairSmith will do it all at your home. What kind of cars? All of them. RepairSmith has specialists for every make, year, and model of car, foreign or domestic. Expensive? No. 
you'll pay the same you would at a local shop. There's no fee for coming to your house, and you even get a guaranteed quote before you book. No surprises or extra fees. Life just got a whole lot easier. To get a free quote or to schedule at-home car repairs, go to Repairsmith.com and enter code RADIO. That's R-E-P-A-I-R-S-M-I-T-H dot com, code RADIO. Repairsmith.com, code R-A-D-I-O. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now is Chris Tuff. And, man, we're having a fantastic opening conversation that's going to just take it to the next level right now. Chris, on our last segment, I asked you, why is it that millennials are constantly seeking these champagne moments that you talk about? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, we now have five generations in the workplace. And for the first time ever, unless we look to adapt the way we lead our organizations, they will walk. We have two generations, millennials and Gen Zers, that will walk in, in, unless we meet them on their own terms. And, and one of the places is that we got to meet in the middle on some stuff. And, and one of the things that I find both millennials and Gen Zers suffer from the most, and we all do, really, because we're immersed in social media. And it's what I call the Pinterestation of our generations. And it's where everyone is seeking these 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 idea these perfect moments, whether it be the first day of school with that picture of Charlotte who's holding up the blackboard that Charlotte's first day of school and her favorite thing, it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting, and I too have done it. I, I talk about how I hired a fishing guide in Sun Valley, Idaho, and told him the only reason I hired him was to get two Instagram shots, and and the guy looked at me disgusted and said, "You're gonna pay six hundred dollars for an Instagram shot." I was like, no, $300 each. Let's go. Hmm. And, and it's something that we all suffer from. And because of this reliance on Instagram and social media, there's this idea that only our lives are revolve around champagne moments. And, and so as a leader, one thing I, I tried to both you know, remind my people as well as myself is that we've got to enjoy the process a little bit more and celebrate all of the small moments that then end up comprising the champagne moments, as well as what leads into my 70-30 rule, which my 70-30 rule is on the first day that someone starts on my team, I have them take their job description and I say, all right, listen, 70% of your job should fire you up and fuel you up. 30% of your job is just going to suck. And that is the reality. So figure out what's in your zone of suck and what's in that zone <laughs> of fire up and fuel you up. And what happens is when you – like for me, it's Excel. My, my Excel, Anything in Excel or accounting is like my 30% zone of suck. So when I have two days of that, I know that I just need to get through to the other side to get to the stuff that fires me up. And, and I think it's just an important reminder that our, our lives – are not perfect and our jobs are not going to be perfect. So stop trying to think that because we get the grass is always greener complex where people will leave thinking that there's something better out there. And that the reality is that there isn't. And I call them boomerangs when they come back. They're like, actually, Chris, it's not that great outside. Can I come back? And it's like, absolutely. I know you made a mistake. So yeah, I think that's important. I've heard you talk about the trap of comparing our insides to others' outsides. Now, why is that such a trap? I mean, it, it really leads into this mentality that 100% of life is perfect. 
perfection. And, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that influence is the way that we consume social media and those, those pieces around us. And I mean, just look at our feeds, right? I mean, look at what's above and below you and then in Instagram or, or Snapchat or whatever it is. And so um, we've got to, I remind my people as well as myself, we've got to stop comparing our insides to other people's outsides because people are solely trying to create this persona that their life is perfect. And it's interesting, even like some of my younger employees, one weekend they're posting in Key West, the next weekend they're, they're skiing outside of Denver. And I'm like, I know how much money you make. Are you doing this, are you doing this for the experiences or are you doing it for the gram? And when they finally talk, they're like, they're doing, they're doing it for the gram. Yep. And so I think that is an important reminder at every turn. You know, that's the danger of social media, uh, my friend, that there's, it's such an, uh, an illusion. You know, I'm teaching my son, my 11 year old son, he loves magic and he's learning how to do these magic tricks and illusions. And I, I tell him at the end of the day, I said, buddy, it's an illusion. It, it seems real. But it's really not. It's it's a facade. So you can get caught up by watching at all, uh, looking at all these different posts online of other people's lives, and then compare what you think is real in their lives to yours, and you can get bummed out real quick. Hundred <laughs> percent. Which which leads me to the next question I want to ask you. I talk a lot about validation addiction. In one yep. of my previous posts, I talk about the subtleties of that addiction when you can get caught up in. And the need to be validated. And social media, boy, that's one place where people get sucked into that addiction real quick. Would you say that validation addiction is alive and well? Oh, it is alive and well. And I, as a pleaser, I am constantly having to work on that validation addiction at every uh, – in, in all aspects of my life. And, you know, and, and it's interesting even with – I have to – I'll ask people, you know, when people get offended, for example, for not getting invited to a meeting, what wants you to be in that meeting, your ego or the, your ability to actually have an impact in the meeting? Excellent. And then they'll look at me, they're like, uh, yeah, you're right, Chris, it's ego. Excellent. And so, and once again, I think we all need to, one of my philosophies is life should be a ruthless pursuit of passion. And at every, in whatever, as, as leaders, as mentors, as coaches, as bosses, our job has evolved. It is up to us to inspire everyone on our team and to help them understand why they were put on this earth. And, and that's that big shift, right? It's asking a lot more of leaders today to become just as much mentors and coaches. Mm-hmm. And part of that is talking about validation addiction, talking about these things of what drives you as a human. And, and that is that that's, that's how I do things a little differently and what I'm trying to inspire with companies like Nike and others. I want to talk about, before we wrap up this segment, and by the way, I'm glad that you and I see eye to eye on that validation addiction because it's, it's a struggle for all of us. And I don't think that there's a human being out there that doesn't have to some extent a measure of that addiction if, they, uh, if they're breathing still, right? I mean, we all want to be validated. We all want to feel special. We all want to have uh, uh, this, this idea that we matter to other people, and it's important. But I think when you go overboard, it's the, that's where the problems begin. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about your next book. You've got a book coming out in the fall, Save Your Asks. And I'm curious about the title. I'm curious about the content and what's sure. going to make this book so special. So it is a call to action. And uh, uh, one thing I noticed 
I've done lectures at Vanderbilt and other schools, how to network like a mofo. And, and the response with these young people has been unbelievable. That people, I had one of the, I had over 100 students at Vanderbilt University come up to me afterwards, over 100 of them in the lecture hall, asking me about different questions about how to better network. And I was like, okay, when the pandemic hit, you know, I, one of the big pieces of having a growth mindset is it's really two characteristics, resilience and tenacity. And so when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, well, that, who knows how long this is going to last. I should write my next book. And, and what is that book that I should write? And, and what everyone comes to me for is how do you create connection outside of your organization? How are you – people will be like, Chris, how is your network so ridiculous? And so I, I also looked at my over 700,000 unread emails, and 99% of them were people going in for an ask. Chris, can I get 15 minutes of your time without doing any research? And I was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm going to write the, I'm going to be that painkiller for people. And I can guarantee organizations with some of this material that they can 3x their sales because it's replacing this idea of networking with connecting. Mm-hmm. Just use, instead of saying networking, use the verb connecting. And it is so much more impactful. And so uh, I, I also use the time to connect with some of the uh, best connectors in the world. I talked to. Some of the biggest entrepreneurs, um, you know, the, the founder of Warby Parker and Harry's to um, pro surfers to all kinds of stuff. And what I found in everyone's story were different elements that can act as a guiding light and principle for um, other uh, uh, for any salesperson or networkers to follow. So I am really, really excited about uh, I'm just, I just finished it up. I'm shipping to the publisher next week. But I, I truly do believe this is the book that I was born to write. And, and one of those, those concepts in there, Jamie, is to really talk about what is your currency and then where are your passions and then how do those line up? And, and one thing I encourage everyone is you gotta have a side hustle at all times. You gotta, I call them eddies. You've got a jet stream. And then off of that jet stream, you need to be curating eddies to evolve your currency. Similar to my story with create writing this book that then became my main hustle. And so everyone's gotta, so I create basically a, a, an outline for everyone to follow as well as tactics to just become literally within seconds of application, better networkers and sellers. You know, you hit the nail. Uh, it's a mic drop. Forget about hitting nail, nail in the head. It's a mic drop. It, it's the transitioning from being a networker to a connector is huge. And yet that's another 30 minute conversation. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, I'll anytime you want, dude. You will definitely come back because we've got, we've got way more to, to talk about than we have time. But in our last minute here, I've written 10 books, but every book I write, I think about who am I writing this book for? Who is the reader of this book? And, uh, you know, there's no shortage of books out there. So save your ass. Who is the reader that this book is written for? Let's clarify that for the audience. Sure. Sure. One thing that bothered me a bit with the Millennial Whisper, because I, I, you know, I sold over 100,000 copies, which is no easy feat, right? Not but at I all, brother. Myself, Not at all. Who is, who is it that I'm impacting? And 
And it, the truth was a lot of people I'm impacting are white collared rich people. And, and it bothered me. And I said, all right, with this next book, I want to make sure that I have something that will hit all age groups and, and what anyone, regardless of whether they're the person stocking shelves at the public supermarket can take action on. And so who I'm writing this next book for are, is anyone that just graduated from college all the way through to people that are multimillionaires that find themselves somewhat unfulfilled at the job that they're doing on a day-to-day basis. And what's cool is I put this stuff into application with some of my friends around me. We've created two already multi-million dollar businesses by pursuing this construct. And uh, so I'm very confident in the impact that it's going to make. And I could not be any more fired up about it, as you can probably tell. Yeah, brother. Listen, the buzz is certainly abound. Chris, we're going to put up all of your information at our show website, the jmamietalkshow.com, the links to your uh, to your website, to your book, so people can track you down for further work, for further sp- uh, talks. I know you're also a keynote speaker and obviously to pick up your books as well. It's been awesome having you on the program, brother. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire that we're going to have you back. I love it. Let's do it. All right, brother. Guys, we're going to be back after the break. Hey, guys. Steve Haru here, founder and CEO of Victory Selling. Just finished up on the Jamie and Me talk show. And if you're a CEO or sales manager concerned with getting performance out of your sales team, we can help. Our solution is to help you build a sales process that's duplicatable, effective, and works with consumers today through the 2021 mindset. Where you can find me, victoryselling.com. You can look me up on LinkedIn. Happy to connect. And thanks again for having me on, Jay. My recent guest, Bobby Bryan, CEO and co-founder of DOS, has radically changed the way real estate is done. DOS is a digital real estate marketplace that's radically evolving the way people search and transact homes. Now, you no longer have to search three to five different websites to get information on any given property. You can simply text, type, and ask any question to get accurate information 24-7 a day. Track them down, 877-770-3677 or at askdos.com. Spring is here. That means everything is blooming. It certainly looks pretty, but those growing roots can also wreak havoc on your plumbing. Growing tree roots are the main causes for drain issues inside of your homes. And that's why Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is offering its $79 drain cleaning special complete with camera inspection. They'll be able to tell you exactly what is causing the problem with your drain issues. So call them today at 866-4-BEN-NOW to set up your appointment. And remember, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is the punctual plumbers. That means they'll be there when they say they will be there, or they will pay you $5 a minute for every minute they're late, up to a $300 maximum. And Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is looking for exceptional licensed plumbers who value punctuality to join their team. If that sounds like you, give Benjamin Franklin Plumbing a call today at 866-4-BEN-NOW, 866-4-BEN-NOW. For Ben Now, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, they are the punctual plumbers. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In studio with me right now is our business spotlight. Kaylee Ocampo is the host of Coffee with Kaylee on the Country Network. She's also the owner and the founder of Love You Mean It Coffee. 
and lifestyle company. She's a dynamo, and we'd love to have her here. We're loving having her here on the show today to share her story. So, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm very, very excited to have this conversation with you. I've been looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, let's get started relative with, with a little bit about your story. Yeah. Uh, I, I know everyone comes to the table with a journey, and if you could share yours before we dive into the rest of it, that would be great. Yeah, so my journey, I mean, back when I was born, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, many years ago. So my journey started um, just with the, the passion and the desire to want to help people. And that's kind of what sparked now where I'm at right now. Um, it was I was in college, not knowing what I was going to do, getting a sociology degree and just like feeling empty, not fulfilled. What am I going to do with my life? I need to help. I need to do something of value that brings me that satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So through a lot of networking and just reaching out to people and finding ways to help people uh, create something that was bigger and better that they already had going for them. For example, my professor who had a annual show, um, I was in hip hop theater. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Ooh, yeah, I was in a hip hop. That. Yeah. Fun fact. I was in a hip hop theater class, uh, at UCR in California. And, um, I just said, you know, let me help you. I want to help you make this show bigger and better. And he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. And But we're just going to go for it. We're going to make it the biggest, best show you've ever had. Mm -hmm. And so we did. So I just started helping doing that. And then further networking, found somebody whose nickname was Mr. Charity. And that was my former business partner, Todd Krim, out in Hollywood. He did philanthropy consulting and Found him on Facebook and said, hey, I want to I want to help you. He's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know, but I want to help you. So, <laughs> you know, you have charity in your name. Like, let me let me figure this out. So dove into that. And, and we did a lot of work together, connecting celebrities with charities around the world. And that's just where it started. So, you know, grew up in Southern California um, on the softball field. Wow. Yeah. I grew up playing softball for many, many years since I was four years old. That's my number one passion and mm. love. Uh, so I had that discipline. I had that coaching mentality. I had that drive uh, that was always instilled in me, but it was a love of mine. And when I went to college, I really wanted to discover that in the real world. Um, so that's where it transitioned is when I did start reaching out and, and finding opportunities to implement the things that I had learned growing up. You know, so this show, we called it early on. I, I titled it Running on beast mode. Okay. Right? Running yep. on beast mode. And all of my guests really run on a daily basis on beast mode. And you certainly yeah. do. And the reason I say that is because you moved to Dallas uh -huh. recently, mm -hmm. right? And you didn't really know anyone out here. But here you are now. You're running your own uh, TV show, right? And, that's, and we're going to talk about that. And you're the host of uh, Coffee with Kaylee. You've got your own coffee company. You've got mm -hmm. a lifestyle company. You are a mega connector Mm -hmm. What's it take for someone to come from somewhere else that, that doesn't know anybody and hit the ground running? What went through your mind as you started to really go into a place where not many people are brave enough to go into? Oh, I love that. So Dallas was a blank canvas in my eyes. I had done the philanthropy consulting, like I said. So when I discovered what it was I love to do, which was just helping with marketing, promotion, creating these events and doing things like that. I wanted more of that. I wanted to create something and I wanted it to be my own. I was good at building connections, mm -hmm. good at providing those valuable resources and 
answers for people and, and doing things outside of the box. And I wanted to do that for myself. So at the time I was turning 30 and I had the opportunity to move here. I was living on the beach and I was living comfortably and I was happy with my life, but I knew I hadn't done enough to sustain that long-term. I was already at the end of what most people aspire to be, but without having built the foundation that would sustain that lifestyle forever. Mm -hmm. So I knew I had to get out of my comfort zone. So when I was turning 30, had the opportunity to move to Texas, I took that chance, came out here, and I saw it as a blank canvas because I was already built up and groomed and had the experience and the desire mm -hmm. to want to build something. And I didn't know anyone here, which served to my benefit at the time with that desire in my heart. And I didn't know anything about Dallas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just just left. Um, and, you know, I have a big family. I'm, I'm Hispanic, so we have a really big family. You know, culturally, we stick together and stay close in proximity. And I left all that to take that chance. And um, I brought that hustle mentality mm. with me. And having worked in philanthropy consulting in Hollywood specifically really taught me that go, go, go mindset. And when I came out here and applied that same mindset and that same drive and hustle to a place that was new to me, it really caused a lot of waves. And um, everything I do, I do it from within, mm -hmm. authentically. I want to do things that genuinely help people. So that was what I led with, was I want to just help. And um, so with that, I did a ton of networking, sat down and got to know as many people as I possibly could. I had a job at the time and and um, it was my role to really network and market myself and the company. And mm -hmm. so with that, I just got to know people on a personal level. And I built that confidence enough within a year and a half to say, now it's time to start my company. Wow. And that's when I took that leap. I started my company. And um, thank God I had that momentum and that community that I had already built up through other resources and other opportunities of having to do so for other jobs because that is what pushed me forward. Mm -hmm. And when I launched my company, Love You Mean It, in 2019, I didn't know I was going to do this, but I quit my job. <laughs> yeah, we're going to so, talk about that. <laughs> you know, and we're going to talk about that. Then that's the, the next transition, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but that's what I did. I just came out here with that strong desire, ambition, saw it as a blank canvas, and capitalized on it everywhere I could. Well, you know, that's the epitome of a beast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, what I'm hearing is, as you're talking about, you were very intentional. Yeah. Right. Yep. You didn't you didn't come out here to wing it. No. You were very intentional. You had somewhat of a game plan. You had desire. You had all these things that already came with your package, with your DNA. Yeah. You just had to find the right ideas to pour that into. But then you went ahead and went from the comfy, cozy, comfortable, secure, stable job yep. with a consistent salary mm -hmm. into jumping into something. Of all things, uh, coffee, right? And I think yeah. I asked you one time, did you have any background uh, experience in coffee? You said, nope, right? <laughs> but you did all the homework and the research. Yeah, yeah. So was there a moment where you your faith was tested to go from employee to employer? Yes. Um, so that's, that's a big question. I'm mm -hmm. trying to back it up. Where is that one moment that I can highlight? But there's many, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the faith was tested. It happened during COVID because I launched in September of 2019. Mm -hmm. I had great job, saved money, and it was a decision between investing in a home and building a future that way um, or taking the leap of faith 
and jumping into the business. I chose the business, did not plan on quitting my job, but I quit my job. And then, um, right after that, I quit my relationship. Mm -hmm. So I quit another form of secure foundation that was in my life. Right. That's, and I had a four and a half year relationship that I ended. It just, it wasn't growing with me in Mm -hmm. the direction I needed it to go. And so I had to make that tough decision. And that was a a testimony to like, am I going to now do this on my own? You know, I, I didn't have another choice, but then shortly after that, as we know, a few months down the road, COVID hit. Yeah. So then I lost my consulting clients that I was doing marketing and branding for. So that was a huge moment for me because that was my mainstream of income. And I was still connected to receiving funds from someone else to make a living and relying on that. Even though I wasn't an employee, Mm -hmm. I was consulting. But even though I wasn't an employee, I was still relying on that. Therefore, not really cutting cutting the 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 tie mm-hmm. between me and someone else providing for me mm-hmm. and I was forced to do that when covid hit and wow. so it forced me to then say okay well you started this business you had good momentum you need to really go all in now and I chose to do that versus choosing to get another job or finding more clients I chose me and I chose my company for the first time, which was very difficult for me because I'm very other oriented. And I always like helping other people grow their businesses, their personal lives. And for the first time, I had to turn that around on me and it worked out. You know, folks, I want you to pay attention to the words that Kaylee is saying, because I've been an entrepreneur for 30 years. And I can tell you that you can always tell who's a sincere, authentic, genuine entrepreneur because they are completely immersed in their decision to make it happen. And you could have gone back and gotten a job. Yeah. But here you are now, your your business has taken off, your coffee mm-hmm. business has taken off, you're launching your second season into your radio, sh- into your talk show. Mm-hmm. So in our last minute here, let's talk a little bit about the talk show and where can people find more information about you? Yeah, so the talk show, Coffee with Kaylee, uh, is where I interview people of all walks of life for, who have inspiring stories to share because it's not just me who has wisdom, you know, a little bit. It's everyone else collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's on the Country Network. You can download the Country Network app, TCN mm-hmm. Country app on Roku, Apple TV, uh, soon to come on other streaming devices as well as online. But we're also moving it over to YouTube in addition. Cool. So yeah, we have lots of different influencers coming on board. So we want to make sure that we're able to leverage social media. So we'll be on YouTube, Coffee with Kaylee Show. Awesome. Guys, you're going to find her information also up at the com. You can look her up. Kaylee, we love having you on the show today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. This is a pleasure. I appreciate it, Jay. Folks, we're going to be right back with Patrick Fitzgibbons right after the break. My recent guest, Matthew Morales, author of the book, Never Be Poor Again, A Guide to Money as a Spiritual Practice, has written a book, not your typical self-help book, but yet a humble guide to wealth, where he reveals the secrets on how to become wealthy through a process of enlightenment. Discover the path towards wealth and pre-order now at Amazon and moneymystic.co. Your journey to financial freedom starts here. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at the jmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at the jmamie.com. 
PatriotSoftware.com Accounting and payroll Keep your time and money Mike Kaplan here, serial entrepreneur. I started my first business in a dingy basement of a factory in 1986. Instead of customers, my visitors were rats, birds, flies, and snakes. To psych myself up that I was going to succeed, I wore formal business attire and a tie to that lonely factory basement every day. I was a total type A business geek, crunching spreadsheets for my accounting. Today, my fifth successful business, Patriot Software, makes accounting simple for accountants and non-accountants alike. Eliminating the need for many of us business geeks to crunch spreadsheets or wear formal business attire ever again. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of accounting software free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now is one of our recent guests. Patrick Fitzgibbons, who is the host of one of the hottest criminal justice podcasts out there, uh, Criminal Justice Evolution. But he has taken a turn now to add to his repertoire, not only something that I think is so critically needed today more than ever, but a topic that people are searching uh, in droves, and that is mindset. So Patrick is here to talk about his new podcast show, Mindset Evolution. And I love the title, by the way. So Patrick, welcome to the show. Hey, Jay, brother. Thank you for uh, allowing me to come back on. It's an honor, man. Hey, listen, I've always said that a quality guest will always have an open mic here. And you knocked it out of the park, brother, early in the year when you came on. So how could I not have you back, man? I'm just happy that you are pursuing another direction where you can showcase to the world the value that you have to offer. So what now inspired you to launch Mindset Evolution? Well, that's a great question. You know, I am a uh, voracious uh, student of developing and cultivating the the correct mindset for personal and professional excess, success uh, in life. And uh, I'm just a, just a fanatic with mindset because it all starts with the mind, Jay. I mm-hmm. mean, it all starts with the mind, the six inches between our ears. You know, we control a lot of what happens to us in life. It's an inside game. It's not an outside game. So, I wanted to take, you know, I still have the CJ Evolution show, which you said thanks for mentioning it. I appreciate it. But I wanted to start a new project, the Mindset Evolution show, with a focus, obviously, on mindset and, and you know, bringing my experience and guests and, and giving it back to the consumers so they can start focusing on what really matters in life. And that's developing. And there's a lot of things that matter. But, again, focusing on developing the correct mindset for success. Let me ask you this. You have been, for the better part of your life, in a position of leadership, right? When you yeah. served uh, in the Army, when you served in law enforcement, in your own business, always have you've always been that person that people uh, take instructions from, right? So mindset can take two forms. The mindset of a leader, uh, the mindset of that coach, that director, that supervisor who's leading a group, and then the mindset of the individual who is uh, underneath someone's leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the difference. I mean, I'm, mindset is, is broad and generic, but how, would it's, how it's embraced by the person specific, specifically who is in a particular role can change. You've been on both sides of that uh, for a long time. Let's talk about the mindset of a leader 
and the mindset of someone who is under leadership? Well, I think it's and that's a great question, but I think you know a lot of it is attitude. You know, but what attitude are you bringing to the table as both a subordinate or a follower and a leader? Mm-hmm. So, are you bringing the attitude of you know, uh, mentoring and developing those people below you as a leader, or are you bringing the adi- the opposite attitude? Or it's a headache. I don't want to deal with people issues and stuff like that. Same with the, the 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 follower or the person that's below the leader. What attitude are you bringing to the table? Is it you know I don't like my boss. I don't like the people that are in charge. So that's a great question. But I I do think I mean there's so many different things, Jay, mm-hmm. that fall into developing the proper mindset. And I think a big part of it is what attitude are you bringing. As a leader, what attitude are you bringing as a follower? You know, are you coming in as, hey, I'm open, yeah, I want to learn, I want to grow, or are you doing the opposite? So again, it starts, in my opinion, a lot, there's a lot of components to this, but attitude is is paramount uh, in the leadership role and the support role. What would you say are toxic? You mentioned attitude, and attitude is absolutely one component of developing your mindset. But let's go to the flip side to that. What are their toxic behaviors or toxic habits that a person has to, number one, recognize that they have, and then number two, do something very quickly to change if they're going to develop a healthy, strong, vibrant, uh, vigorous mindset? Great question. Again, attitude. I mean, when, when you wake up in the morning, are you, what, how are you waking up? Are you waking up going, damn, I have all this stuff that's going on. It's going to be a crappy day. I can just feel it. My boss is on me. I, had, I haven't finished that project. How are you starting your day? I start my day in gratitude. I'm not saying I live in some bubble with, you know, unicorns and, you know, rainbows all the time. I have good days and bad days, but my good days out far outweigh my bad days. And it starts with, in my opinion, it starts with gratitude. Anybody can adopt this. Again, it's developing that mindset, not waking up with, oh, crap, I have a horrible day ahead. I'm going to accept the day I have ahead of me. And it's going to be a challenge, but I'm going to maintain that positive attitude. You know, that is so important. You can do this. You know, the listener right now, I mean, it is so important. If you would have asked me this a couple of years ago, Jay, and started talking about gratitude practices and mindset, I would have been like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. It is it is central to your success, personal and professional. I don't care what you're doing out there. If you're starting your day in gratitude, that is huge. That is going to... Set the course for the rest of your day. And if you do the opposite, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the opposite effect. So, again, mindset, you know, and it takes practice, just like anything else, brother. You know, it takes practice. you got to cultivate it. But it will change your life. You know, you mentioned something interesting a few years ago. And I know your story from a few years ago. In fact, guys, if you are interested in hearing uh, Patrick's story, you want to track down the archive episode that he was on because he talked about we spent – extensive time talking about your background um, because you did not uh, you didn't exist you didn't live in a in the most healthy of environments actually it was pretty toxic right mm-hmm. so what is uh, what do you say to the person who's listening right now and says yeah Patrick I get that buddy but you don't understand my story I live in them I've got crappy friends I've got a toxic work environment I've got uh, these kids that are driving me crazy what do you say to that person I say to that person is your story is not unique what you are going, what you are, go- and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm just saying your story is not unique. Your story is is the story of millions of people out there. That's right. But you know what? Millions of people have learned to overcome. They've learned to change their attitude. They've learned to go on and have happy, productive, 
lives. You know, so many, so many people out there, Jay, I really do believe so many people think that they're defined by their past failures and mistakes, mm. and, they li- and they linger in that environment. Well, you know, I made that financial mistake a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm just defined by that. Or I got divorced. You know, I just can't get past this. I should have did this. I should have done that. And they linger in that. They linger in that mindset. That's not healthy. But trust me, the listener, again, your story is, 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 is not unique. And again, I mean, everybody is going through something. But it's or do you either stay there or do you keep going? I love what you said about people get stuck in the past, and you are absolutely right. There's overwhelming amount of data and research and statistic and peer-reviewed articles that say that the majority of us, we, throughout the course of the day, our thoughts are predominantly focused on what's happened in the past and what's uh-huh. currently happening now, and not the good stuff, but the bad stuff. Uh, very few of us... Very few people ever focus on what's coming up next, what's the the, no. the positive nature, what's 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 uh, tomorrow is bringing, or or down the road, what they're working on that is good. It's all past, current, uh, and all negative. I mean, would yeah. you agree to that? Oh, of course. You know, st- science proves it, brother. Sixty to seventy. We have about sixty to seventy thousand thoughts per day, mm-hmm. and about and about eighty percent of those thoughts are the same thoughts you had yesterday. <laughs> That's right. So, no, I'm serious. And so if you're you right. are if you are if you are lingering in the past, if you're negative, you're surrounding yourself with toxic people and you're hearing toxic things all the time, that's going to be what's playing in your mind most of the time. You know, people need to realize that they have the power. Again, it, life is an inside game. It's not external. You can't rely on outside forces to make your life happy and better. It's an inside game. It starts with you. But so many people, you know, if Jay gives me that information, if Jay gives me that promotion, ah, it's going to make my life good. And it might make life my, my life good, but it's an inside game. It starts with you. And a lot of people don't realize that. You know, you mentioned something that's really critical. <clears throat> and in our last couple of minutes here, I want to highlight on that. Uh, it doesn't matter externally what someone might give you that for the moment makes you feel better. Put a smile on your face. All of a sudden, it's not so bad because that'll fade. And you're right back to the person who you are on the inside. That's a great point, Patrick. That's a great, great point. Yeah, I mean, so many people focus on, you know, they live in this state, brother, where I'll be happy when. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll be happy when I get this job. I'll be happy when I make a million dollars. And what people don't realize is you can be happy on the journey. Because even when you get to the point you want to get, you still have to bring yourself to that point. So if you are mad and miserable and bitter right now, there's a pretty good chance whenever and if you ever get to your destination, you're going to be bitter and mad and cynical. So be happy in the moment to, you know, on your journey. It's not very hard. It just takes practice. And trust me, I'm going through some personal stuff right now, brother, but I'm not going to linger in that moment. Good man. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. I want our listeners to to stamp this in their brain because I just thought about this as you and I were chatting about uh, focusing on things of the past. Your past doesn't define you. Your history does not define your destiny. Exactly. Your your history that. does not define your destiny. Take that one to the bank. So, Patrick, in our last couple of minutes here, what can people expect when they tune into Mindset Evolution Podcast? You're going to – what you can expect is a lot of inspiration and motivation to, again, develop that mindset for personal and professional 
success. I have a lot of great guests on there. These people are going to rock your world, and they're going to light a fire under you to make some changes that you probably need to make to live the life of your dreams. And it's not, you know, it's not BS. I mean, it's the truth. You have the power. You always have the power. Where can they go to listen to the podcast? Well, right now they can go to Stitcher, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, it's hosted on all those platforms. I'm going to uh, have another website uh, in conjunction with my CJ Evolution website soon. Uh, and that'll have, I'll have that up on my social media sites. But, uh, yeah, it's out there right now. So I encourage people to listen and give me a rating and review. Guys, we're going to put Patrick's website and and the link to his podcast up on our show site, the jmamietalkshow.com. You'll find his face there. You'll find his information there, and you can click onto the link. It'll take you right to the podcast. Hey, Patrick, we appreciate you being on the show. And let me just, as I've said last time, man, you've got an open mic here anytime you want to get a message out to the folks. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Folks, that wraps up our show. Another hour of Thrive Time this Sunday morning was fantastic. I said early on this was going to be the Beast Mode show, and boy, we have three who highlighted what Beast Mode living is all about. We'll see you next week.